end this episode. You're in a cage all by yourself at nine o'clock at night. How serious are you taking that? Or did you even go there in the first place? Or did you say, you know, it's pretty late. You know, I know, I know it's still open for like an hour, but like, I don't need to go. Well, there's a, there's choices there. Which way are you going? Right. And as, as you keep stacking those, those, we always say stacker wins, but if you keep winning those situations and training your mindset that, okay, I don't feel like it today, but I'm gonna go do it anyhow. Okay. You know, it's, it's wet out. I can't throw. I'm gonna go do it anyhow. Or, you know, all these bad situations. Oh, I'm going to win. I'm going to overcome those. I'm going to find a solution with it. Then all of a sudden, that's how your mind is, is trained to think. And so when any problem or tough situation comes your way, you are just running through that wall regardless because you're going to beat it. That's what an athlete has to learn because adversity is everywhere, dude. It is everywhere. And you can't hide from it. And even when you're really good at it, then it comes up in a different form that you've not seen before. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Closing Pitch. My name is Spiker Helms, and this is a show about people, culture, and how to create a winning lifestyle. Um, I'm currently reading a book called Brain Rules for Baby because I am about to have... A baby. He's about to be a dad. I am about to be a dad. And um, this author, un- unbelievable guy, um, John Medina, he actually has another book that actually stemmed off of this just called Brain Rules, um, really kind of digs into the psychology um, of your own brain and then how to kind of hack it and um, get the best results for yourself. But there was a specific moment in that book. um, I'm at the very tail end and it kind of rung a chord with me and I could relate to it really well, which was the power of crowds and how influence is made um, inside of a team. Well, we've all been there where we are part of a team and then someone mentions, oh man, I'm tired today. And then someone then kind of later on says, man, it's really hot out here. And then the next, the last guy says, man, I'm thirsty. Next thing you know, you're in a death spiral as a team and you don't realize what caused that death spiral because you just thought that you were doing um, backhand, like just basic comments and just kind of relating with everyone and just saying, hey, we're in this together, like kind of feeling um, but then it backfires on you and the trains just end up coming off the tracks mm-hmm. and you're just trying to get, you're in a losing streak. You don't know how to get out of it. So how do you recognize when influence is made and then how do you pivot? Because you can go, you can go the opposite direction. The guy that's um, happy, go lucky, Mr. Optimist, um, comes into the dugout and says, man, this is a great day. Gives high fives, um, tries to get other people involved, sees the person that is kind of looking tired before they even can say they're getting tired. He says, how is it feeling? How are you doing? And they say, oh, I'm getting tired. Like, well, you're going to figure it out. And then gets them back up and says, hey, want to go play catch? He tries to get them involved. Mm -hmm. That ends up changing the whole mood. Instead of going into a death spiral, losing streak of like three or four games, next thing you know, you're on a winning streak just because that person was able to feed and inject into the dugout a a sense of optimism and a sense of, hey, everything that you just said is just a construct that you just made, and it's not a real thing. Mm -hmm. You're just, you're Mm -hmm. just thinking it in your head. You're listening to your voice too much. 
get outside of that voice, change that voice and end up making it something different. And I'm also listening to the David Goggins book Mm -hmm. and he mentions that it's more of like individual. It's not talking about groups, but how to really hack your brain because he has a 40% rule, which is you go hard. And then when your brain says stop, you still have another 40%. You could still go. You don't realize it. No, for sure. I mean, it's the mindset in and of itself is such a tricky thing. Like I heard someone say like, (laughs) it's like, you are your own best salesman. You know exactly what to tell your mind in situations when you're feeling a little tired and you're like, man, you're going to tell yourself, oh, it's okay to go sit down or, you know, it's a crappy day and we're not playing very well. Well, it's just not our day. You'll tell yourself that, right? And you will put, you know, I've seen that a bunch with teams, with the good ones and the bad ones, and there's commonalities between them. The, the, The bad teams, man, it's almost like that victim mindset, that mindset where woe is me and, you know, it's contagious, dude. It's, it is a hundred percent contagious and it's so fast how quickly it becomes spread across the team. We're like, you know, you got, we've always talked about what the 80, 20 rule or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And where you have to get 80%. Um, in order, to, yeah. in order to influence, you know, yep. change the culture, right? Yeah, change the culture, yes. And it happens real quick in sports where there all takes a couple guys with a negative attitude and a couple problems that come up, and all of a sudden it's like you got everybody over here on this side bitching and complaining about everything that's going on, and then you're in a ten game losing streak, and it's just that's it happens like a snap of your fingers, right? And vice versa, like you mentioned, the example of the of the the positive guy. Well, I'll I'll take it a step further. It's that guy with a winning mindset about everything, to compete about everything, to never lose, to never back down. That's a better way of describing it. I wouldn't say it's Mister Positive. It's more of the winner mentality. Yeah, that it's just like no matter what gets thrown in front of me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how I feel. I can change the way I think. It doesn't matter what conditions are today. It doesn't matter. I'm going to win. And they can recognize it on other players when they start to go down. And they're like, no, 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 no. Come on over here, buddy. Come on. I got you. Let's go. We're carrying on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you feel. You see it all the time in those. We used to do these long, the first week back in college, you know, we coach was always, you know, you wake up at 5 a.m. and you go running and he basically is running you almost until you pass out to see who's tough enough and who really wants to be here. Well, there's always two, three guys on the team that would recognize when dudes are about to quit. They're like, come on, let's go. I got you. Come on. And, and th- those are the guys that, you know, built that positive, strong mindset that, that you need from a team's as- aspect. It sounds easy. That's the thing. I want to make sure that everyone understands. It sounds easy. It's not easy. No. Building your building that toughness and Goggin says the um, callus over your over your mind. It's extremely hard. I'm not. I'm nowhere near what Goggins can do. That guy is just an absolute freak. He's a different breed. Um, Cameron Haynes is the same thing. He's an ultra runner. Same thing. Like those ultra runners are just a different breed sure. altogether. But you can take that same mindset that they have and apply it. And when your mind starts telling you, "Man, it's hot out here. We shouldn't be out here. Oh, it's it's early in the morning." I shouldn't be out here. Uh, you just 
constructing you're, that you're out of your head. You're building in excuses. Yeah, you're building you're, in reasons, you know. And, and that's what the mind and body are two different things. Like, um, and I've really understood that. I have an aura ring on, which is a heart rate monitor for uh, myself. And it measures my sleep. It measures my readiness. It does everything. Mm-hmm. And I quickly realized that my mind was telling me I was tired, but my ring was telling me you're ready to roll. Yeah, you got more. You got way more, man. And I started flipping that and getting back to where I was when I was an athlete at Missouri State, which was I'm going to go balls to the walls. I'm going to go hard. I want to I want to go after it. I'm going to end up being the dude for this team. That was my goal. I'm going to I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to crush it, right? And now me me being in the workforce, I don't have to use my athletic ability. So it's more of I have to use my mind. Right. So I haven't trained my body. And so it, it actually prohibited me to be better with my mind and my work. So I started going back on the workout train, going harder than I ever have gone before and trying to grab those workouts and just trying to really test my mind. It's, it is a crazy, crazy thing. But what the pain that you go through physically is a direct correlation to how you're going to perform with your mind when it comes down to, oh, I have to read this book. Man, I'm bored. I don't want to do this anymore. And then you put away the book rather than, man, I'm bored. I really don't like this book. I'm going to power through this book. You're always the guy who quotes books, but I'm going to do it right now. Because when you were, when you were talking about that, it reminded me, and we had one of the authors on our podcast, Dr. Ellen Reed, of Relentless Solution mm-hmm. Focus by, by Jason Selk and Dr. Ellen Reed, who we had on our podcast. And it, it's training your mindset to understand that problems and tough times are out everywhere. They're going to, I mean, just think on a daily basis how many negative things happen, how many problems occur, how many things don't go your way. I mean, it's countless, you know, hundreds upon hundreds. And if you train your mind to accept those and that just, you know, oh, no, another bad thing happened or let your emotions take control and ah, and I'm just totally freaking out, upset, blowing a gasket and my head's popped off. Well, then that's who you're going to be. You're going to be crazy. You're going to be, you know, toxic culture. Right. And that's how it seeps into teams. And that's how one bad thing turns into 20 and a losing streak. Right. What is taught in that book, and it was a great kind of wake-up call for me, especially in, in my business life, was that, yes, those problems are there. They're always going to be there. You're never not going to have issues throughout your day. That, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a fairy tale. If, you, if someone says, no, I had the best day ever. No, that, that doesn't exist, okay? But what does exist is solutions. Whenever an issue comes up, there's a, there's a solution and there's a million different ways to attack that solution. It could be just simply I'm running the, I'm running 10 miles and I'm super tired. Well, it's one step at a time. Goggin says that all the time. He goes, when we were in seal training and doing this and rowing the boat, it wasn't about finishing that day. That day was never going to end. That, that, that wasn't the point. It was taking one step at a time. Just taking the paddle. Right. And it, it can be, you know, just, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try this solution. Maybe it didn't work, but then I'm going to try another one and another one and another one. Well, that's the game of adjustments in baseball, right? Okay. I'm not, I don't have my A stuff today, but I got to figure something out. I got to keep pivoting. I got to keep trying because there's no other way. And if you train your mindset to be, to come at it from that angle, well then 
you keep you keep the positive momentum going forward because you will find the solution. And if you stack those solutions and keep solving problems over and over and over and over and being that guy with the winning mindset that it's like, boys, I don't care where we're at right now. We're going to win this game. I don't care that that pitcher's really good. We're going to find a way to get on base. I don't care that you're 0 for your last 20. Next one's yours. And the way that it gets there is by your training. Yeah. The only way you have that mindset is how you've trained in the winter or how you've trained in the off season. And it's not just training. It's the little things. It's, it's not just training. Yeah. Just not training the physical things. It's training. Like I'm taking my swings in the cage. Like, yeah, you're working on your mechanics. Yeah. You're working on the physical aspect. You're learning from just a coach. trying to win that. Yeah. You're, you're learning from that coach, but you're learning more about yourself at that moment. And your voice is going to be louder than ever at that time. than when you get to that game, it's training your inner voice. It's training the way you think, right? And and it's it's always the 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 attention's in the details, right? And it's it's not the the game situations. Yeah, that's going to teach you something. But it's yeah, how serious are you taking your your you're in a cage all by yourself at nine o'clock at night? How serious are you taking that? Or did you even go there in the first place? Or did you say you know it's pretty late? You know, I know I know it's still open for like an hour, but like I don't need to go. Well, there's a there's choices there. Which way are you going, right? And as as you keep stacking those those we always say stacker wins, but if you keep winning those situations and training your mindset that okay, I don't feel like it today, but I'm gonna go do it anyhow. Okay, you know it's it's wet out. I can't throw. I'm gonna go do it anyhow. Or you know all these bad situations. Oh, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna overcome those. I'm gonna find a solution with it. Then all of a sudden. That's how your mind is is trained to think. And so when any problem or tough situation comes your way, you are just running through that wall regardless because you're going to beat it. That's what an athlete has to learn because adversity is everywhere, dude. It is everywhere. And you can't hide from it. And even when you're really good at it, then it comes up in a different form that you've not seen before. After you've beat it off a million times, it's going to come back 10 times harder and you have to keep figuring out ways to beat it. I don't know if I ever told you this story. Um, we were, it was my first year coaching and I was coaching that, that team that sure. had a lot of D one yep. cats. Yep. Right. And this is their freshman year. And so we're going down to Dallas for that week long event. Um, premier national championship mm-hmm. when premier was really running hot. Yep. And so I wanted to go down there and win that thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was that was the goal. Like I told the guys all year, like that's our goal. We're gonna go down there. We're gonna go win that tournament. And the guys are just like all pumped up. They're all motivated, right? And so two weeks prior to us leaving for Dallas, I changed all the practices to the Tiger Center, which has no air conditioning, no windows, only one door. And I shut that door. No fans in there. And this is in the heat of July in Missouri. So it's humid. It is hot, but it's not as hot as it's going to be down in Dallas. Mm -hmm. So I had to figure out a way to get it even hotter. We practiced for an hour and a half in that hot box to prepare for Dallas to get them down there. And it had nothing to do with baseball. Mm -hmm. It had to deal with, I don't want to hear you guys talking about how hot it is. I want you to be able to live in that heat and know what that heat feels like because all those other teams are going to be dealing exactly what we're going to be dealing with. 
And the guys were, and they got all their, their bitching out of the way when they were there, yeah. they got real mad. And then after each practice, then we'd go outside and we'd go run. And the guys were really pissed off at me that they did that. But then when they got down to Dallas, we didn't hear anything, not one word, no one complained. And every, and after the games were over, it looked like they wanted more after the games. Right. Because they were prepared. They were mentally prepared for that. Their bodies were already prepared. They just didn't realize it. Like they they worked all the way up, all the way to that point, And they had they were physically ready. They had everything down to a pat from a defensive standpoint, an offensive standpoint. But their mental side was not prepared yet. So we did the things that no one else was willing to do and doing the crazy, which is we're going to go into the hot box. We're going to go in there. We're going to survive it. We're going to come out. We're going to be better. And it was at the end of it all, we ended up losing in the semis, but at the semis, they were just dog tired Mm -hmm. and the other team had all, they had a bunch of players still left because they, it was one of those teams that brought in guys and they still almost beat that team Mm -hmm. and they were willing to sacrifice everything to try to win that ball game. And they didn't want to go home, which we were the last few teams in Dallas. Like, I see a lot of teams when they go to a, a week long event and it's Saturday or Sunday, they're like, nah, I just want to go home. I don't want to be here. It's not worth it mm-hmm. because you haven't sacrificed yet. You haven't done the things that others are willing to do. And, and, it, and it goes to the point of, you know, the guy who has the winning mentality and just will not re- will refuse to not win at everything. That guy wants to battle for everything. Like the teams that I had that were just crazy about that and crazy about like winning the foul balls, winning the well, the balls to the backstop, winning everything, and we're going to do it with a smile on our face, and you can't do anything about it. Well, Micah's year, Webb's year. Um, same deal. We ended up facing them. Same team I had, 16U year. I didn't prepare mm-hmm. them for this. We ended up playing the 18U team. At Slu, and they had all, and the 18U team was loaded. They had a bunch of dudes, Mm -hmm. guys that were on a national, uh, semi, uh, second place national team um, for college. Um, Had a guy that got drafted. It was just a loaded group. And we ended up just getting destroyed. Mm -hmm. And there was half the group that were mentally tough, and they were like, I'm still trying to fight. I'm still trying to try to fight. We're, we're down by Figure eight, out a solution. but we're going to find a solution. And Strom, who drew, who in turn drew, he yeah. was pitching and he was just, he was pissed off. He was like, I'm, I'm trying to get these guys out. And he, he didn't want me to take them out. Our catcher comes up in the middle of an inning. Cause I was going to go check on drew and I'm like, Hey, how are you feeling? He's like, go back to the dugout. And then our catcher comes up and he says, well, why are we even doing this? Like, this is an 18 U team. Um, why are we even here? And then I look to my left and I look to my right to get the check of what all the other guys are looking at. A couple of them had the same look that what the catcher just said. And I turned to the catcher and I just laid into him. I just laid into him. And I didn't have another catcher to put him back in because I, I, I would have took him right out. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, it was, a, it's an example of the, I did not, as a coach, I did not prepare the whole team for that situation. The guys that were looking like I'm pissed off and I want to win, those were the guys in the offseason that really prepared extremely hard for that situation mm-hmm. that they ended up approaching. 
It's funny what your, your inner voice will tell you. It's your choice to whether you want to listen to it or not. And you can train yourself to listen to it or not. And the only way to do that is to go through some pain. <laughs> choose the easy way out or choose the hard path. And that's so easy to say, but so hard to do. <laughs> so hard to do. I mean, nothing's easy. Nothing great is easy. No, nothing. It's, fan, it's, nothing incredibly, nothing incredible, nothing the, great, nothing amazing is easy. The thing I try to portray to kids these days is that the world's going to try to sell you that everything is at your fingertip, that this is so great. And like, in a blink of an eye, you can wake up and you're a millionaire living on the beach doing this and this. If you just do these three easy steps, well, that's, I'm sorry. That's a fairy tale. That's wrong. It's going to be hard. There's going to be so many pain points. There's going to be so many hurdles that come up in your way every single damn day. It's not going to ever stop. But what makes it better is by learning how to conquer it. And again, I'm telling you, it's, it's the first solution, then it's two, then it's four, eight, 16, and it just keeps going. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've done it a thousand times over. You're trained to now figure out solutions, how to fix problems, how to navigate adversity, how to do all that stuff. Then all of a sudden it becomes a part of who you are, your core being. And that's when life does get a little bit better. That's when it starts to open up for you. As an athlete, you're not worried about any of the problems that come up in games because, dude, it, I'll just overcome it. Like, I don't even know what you guys are upset about. Like, what are you worried about? What are you scared about? Like, who cares that we're playing a team two years older than us? Go beat them. Yep. What does it matter? And that, when you get to that point, you, you get to that point because you've earned it. That's what happens. Because of all the other times that you maybe failed, but you learned and you kept working through it and found a solution, found found a, you know a way around it, you earn that feeling. You earn that mindset. That's what you have to get to. Well, you get that opportunity. That's the thing that a lot of guys, the, the ones that were pissed off, they realized that there was an opportunity to be had to pull up an upset and be like, oh, this is an 18U squad. Let's pull up the upset. Then you have the other group of guys like, oh, shit, why are we playing 18? Regardless, that doesn't make any sense. Regardless, don't you want challenge? Yeah. The only way you get better is to get challenged. It's the only way. I mean, you're not going to always win those challenges, but I want to be challenged every single day. If everything was easy and handed to you and just, you know, you go out and play the worst teams in the world every weekend and win every tournament and get every trophy, you don't, it's, it's not making you better. That's, you know, I was trying to, as the same team that in the last podcast I remember said I was coaching, you know, we're playing older guys. It's a, it's a younger group and falls a weird deal and they don't have specific age group tournaments. Cause so either if you're just on that brink of 16, 17, you, you get lumped in with all the 17, 18, you teams and we're playing these dudes and, and we lost a couple games. And I, my whole point was you're going to learn more from these situations and you won't see it now, but you'll learn more from this and the adversity and how fast the game was and the tricky situations that you weren't ready for, you'll learn more from that and see more benefit down the road than going and playing a team and beating them 10 nothing. Well, your strategies it's, change. Yeah, it's, 
your strategies completely change. Your tactics completely change. You start realizing what you need to work on and what you don't need to work right. on. You start realizing like, oh, that has a lot of benefit to it. Oh, I should have done it this way. Yeah. That's And that's why we, when we, I get this question asked all the time by coaches. Well, how do I set my schedule? What, what level do I play? Where do we, where do I fit? Like, and our answer is always the same. Try to find that schedule that puts you in and around 500 or slightly above or slightly below. I mean, obviously we all want to win. I get it. But going 40 and five does, you no good. It's the priority of winning, but the priority of winning and putting the toughest schedule you can to where you you're going to be floating at 500. You don't want to be you don't want to be five and forty either. You want to get challenged. Yeah. That not, teaches you the game. It's not throttling down. It's throttling up. That's what you're trying to do. And listen, and then this one's for the parents. The losing and the slumps and the the adversity and the opposition that you just think like we should never be on the field with these kids it's just they're, they're, there's no chance they can win you should embrace those opportunities well, if you feel that way keep it to yourself right you should be like guys this is actually going to probably be the best thing ever for them because guess what the next time they go on a field with a team somewhat similar to that team that just throttled them guess what the game ain't so fast anymore because they've seen it because they've been through it. And now all of a sudden they get a little inner confidence in themselves. Whereas before they were kind of shut down. They're like, ah, it's so hard to do this. Well, now it's like, yeah, I've seen that dude before. I can do this. Right. And then that's where they build and build and build. It's normal to think that you're not ready for that. It's normal to think that. Mm-hmm. You're crazy if you think you're ready for it. And that's what you that's what you want to be. You want to be crazy. You want to test the limits. You want to push yourself. Now I'm not saying go out and run a 100-mile marathon by mm-hmm. any means or an ultra. Not no. Yeah. You have to build into it. 10% here, 20% there, build into it and work yourself there. The reason that you're starting to feel that way is because parents, you haven't done the training, but your kid has. Mm-hmm. Is the kid ready? Right. And if he's not ready, then take Take the loss, get more training when you went next season and make sure that doesn't happen again. It's happened to me all the time where I just get my shit kicked in, just getting kicked in. Like my junior year of high school was just a a straight beating. Like I, it was a miserable, miserable year. And I came back and I said, I'm not going to let that happen ever again. Right. Never, ever, ever again. I'm not going back to that. And I just went harder than ever in the training to get no. to the point. And it, it ends up being a better year. And it, and I just started stacking wins, stacking wins, yeah. stacking wins as I, as I kept on going. And I, every player goes through that. That's the thing. Every single player, if you are a person that wants to play this game at a high level, you're going to go through that. And if you don't want to play this game at a high level, guess what? You're going to have, you're going to have that same feeling when you get into a work, work situation, into a thing that you care about. You're gonna cu- come up against a barrier or something that is going to um, knock you down and knock you down hard. It's your choice to look at look at that thing that just knocked you down and say that's not happening again, and then getting up. It's it's not a one two three. It's a it's a million times over thing to build the winning mindset. It's an active. It's a conscious decision. 
that every time something goes against you, that you're going to to overturn that. It's a conscious decision, and you have to train your mindset to make that conscious decision. You know what? You know what the best reference is that you just said there. The best reference is Rocky, Rocky One, and I don't know if people remember this, but in Rocky One, his whole mindset was, "I just want to go the distance with Apollo." Mm-hmm. It wasn't, "I want to knock Apollo out." It was. I want to go the distance with Apollo and this and the backstory and the, and the context of it was he was a no name boxer. Nothing had no realm of getting into. I know this is just a story or a narrative, but he built it around um, a true story. He, he was going against Apollo and he just wanted to go the distance. So in round 14, Apollo hits him thinking that the, the it's over Rocky hit the hits, the canvas, the counts coming on Rocky gets up and the guy's counting. He's like, are you all right? And Rocky says, yeah, I'm good. And then he takes his fist and just says, come get me. That's the mentality you want. Mm-hmm. It's, it's being able to get knocked down by the biggest, baddest dude, the hardest punch you've ever get gotten, and you get knocked down on the canvas, and you sh- quickly shake yourself off, and it's going to be hard because your mind's going to tell you to stay down, and you're going to have people around you that are going to stay down because in that scene, his trainer was telling him, stay down, stay down, you're fine, you're hurt, you're down, you've, you've gone as far as you can, you went 14 rounds with Apollo, no one's gone 14 rounds. Everyone's gotten knocked out. You're going 14 rounds. But he didn't want that. He wanted to go the full distance. So he got up and said, I'm willing to take another punch. Give me another one. And I'm going to try to lay at least one more before the round's over. That's the mentality that it takes to get to the spot that you want. You might not win. Just this is, keep coming. This is not a guarantee win. I'm not telling you the secret sauce of winning it. I'm telling you... Just get up and keep rolling and tell that voice to shut up. That is the secret sauce, though. Yeah. That, that is the deal, and that's the hard part. That's the part that, you know, my, my last piece of advice with this is, is that's the part where most people quit. Most people, most players will quit. Not the first time. Everybody can get through the first time. Not the second time. Everybody can get through the second time. It's like, but you, eventually, they're going to be like, that's nah, not worth it. I'm not, I'm not doing this. The people who excel never stop. And they keep fighting through that. They just keep coming. It is, it is, that is, that's the day in, day out, hard work mentality, winning mentality that you look up 10 years down the road and you're just miles past everyone. That, that's, that's the secret sauce. 100%. Hundred percent. Last thing I'll say here is, um, which I got from the Goggins book. I can't take credit for this, but I know exactly how how he felt when he when he said this. Is that um, motivation is completely temporary? Like you might be motivated after this podcast, and be like I'm going to go run and do this and do that, but motivation is just it's just there, there and it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's being able to go inside your mind in the abyss. When everything is going, like pain is hurting, you just don't want to be there anymore, you're bored, you have a self-doubt, and then just saying, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to, I'm just continuing. Just beating it for like another 10% or 20%. It's not just like destroying it, but just being able to say, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do five more reps, or I'm going to read two more pages. Once once that body says no, and then you're, you're having this like dialogue in your head, and you're saying, 
you've already put enough time. You're fine. Like I'm going to read another two pages. And then that mind comes up and like, dude, it's, it's like 12 AM. Stop, stop. Just get, get your rest. You'll, you'll, you'll get it tomorrow. I'm going to read another two pages. Mm -hmm. It's just keep on stacking that and just being able to know that motivation is temporary. Ride that ride. But then when you get into that abyss, being able to just callous your mind on it. So anyways, guys, if you want to, I, I, I told Dave about the, the audio version. I know some people have read the book, but get the audio version of, um, can't hurt me with Goggins. It is just mind boggling way better than the book. Just 10 times better. It's worth the $14. Just do yourself a favor. Um, don't listen to podcasts for, um, a couple days and listen to that book and you'll get a really good understanding of what mental toughness really is so all right guys that's this episode of the closing pitch my name is spiker helms across from me is david burkby um we will catch you in the next episode thanks guys